The Small Town Business Podcast is sponsored by Visit Gippsland, the land of many wonders. Head to visitgippsland.com.au to plan your trip. Whether it's walking and hiking or cycling or driving, camping, fishing, drinking and eating, you'll be exploring some of the most unforgettable destinations around. Head to their website or get inspired by their social media. All the links are in the show notes. Family. It will be no surprise to you all to learn that a lot of people I work with have family at the centre of their business, whether they've created a business around family commitments and lifestyle, or they run the business as a family. So many partnerships are familial or between spouses. So family can often play a huge role in the function or sometimes dysfunction of a business. In the case of my last guest, Sarah from Harden Bearings and Hardware, her experience was very much the former. Her parents handed over the business to Sarah and her brother, and they all continue to work together towards a shared success. I hope you'll get a chance to listen to that episode if you haven't already. She's lovely. So how does family fit into your business? Or maybe a better question might be, how can you fit family into your business? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Welcome to the Small Town Business Podcast. I'm Erica McInerney. There's so much I can say about family when it comes to business, especially small business. It's very hard to run your own business without involving your family, whether directly or indirectly. Setting boundaries and having clear intentions can all get a little blurred when you don't have that distinction between work and home and I should know. To keep this episode nice and bite-sized, I'm going to look at the following five things and give you some thought starters to get you working better together in your family business. Number one, define your roles at work and or at home. Number two, make time for personal interactions and life admin. Number three, seek advice from outside the family on important issues. Number four, decide what and how much of your personal lives will be public. And number five, agree on your business values and stick to them. Do you go to work each day with your partner? Or perhaps you run your business from home and your partner is an employee elsewhere. Either way, you both have a role to play and it's a great idea to define it so you don't end up arguing or treading on each other's toes. Here are some ideas. Write down all the responsibilities in the business. Write down all the responsibilities in the home. Divide them fairly. And I say fairly, not equally, because different families will have different commitments. Like I handle after-school activities for our kids because my husband has an office-based job and I have more flexibility. My boss is cool like that. Once you have all the responsibilities on paper, you can divide them according to skills, interests, capacity, and stuff like that. You should also then be able to see where a third party or employee might fit into the mix. Try to identify the time each of you needs to do your job properly. Again, that might give you some clues as to where you could potentially outsource or try to increase productivity. Having a defined job role or position description might sound a bit superfluous, but it can be really helpful. The mental load of running a business and a home is so large, so being able to know that things are being done is important. So make sure you then have regular meetings to keep each other across what is happening in each part of the business or the home so you all feel comfortable and you can really genuinely take those responsibilities off your mind. No more wondering, no more second guessing and things won't slip through the cracks. On the topic of meetings, 
You could also make time for personal interactions and life admin, maybe outside business hours, or maybe you have a regular lunch date. If you blend work and home too seamlessly, you're going to feel like you're always at work and nobody wants that. Life admin takes up a lot of time and I can think of stacks of situations where you have to do things during business hours. So make time for that instead of having an ad hoc approach and you might find it gets a little easier to stay on top of things. Depending on how you like to work, you can always find a good solution. Free apps like Google Keep allow you to share a to-do list that you can add to regularly and you still get that satisfying feeling when it puts a line through each item. A great way for you to keep on top of life admin with each other without it encroaching on your work time too much. Now, sometimes you're not going to agree. Disagreements come in different size packages and have a varying degree of importance. Like disagreeing on the brand of toilet paper in the office is a little different to choosing a CRM or deciding who and when to hire. You may also not have all the skills and experience you need in-house. So luckily there are people out there who can help you with everything. Legals, recruitment, company structure, people and culture, training and development, you name it. As your business grows, you might start needing services that you can't perform yourself. So do seek help. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you might remember the topic of reinvesting in yourself from episodes four and five, Jane from Friendly Audio and me on Backing Yourself. Go back and have a listen. I'm going to shift slightly here and talk a bit about marketing and social media. One of the issues faced by many small business owners is knowing how much of themselves to put out there. Social media marketing has really blurred the line between our business and private lives. And while some people are absolute open books, happy to share everything that's happening, others are less so. It's worth having a discussion about this with your partner, your kids, or any other family involved in the business, and non-family too, of course. Set clear boundaries on what you will and won't share, particularly when it comes to your kids. What makes you comfortable and what doesn't? Set guidelines for the business around the behind the scenes content that you share and make sure any third party social media managers are across it. Consider the people in your business and the practices too. Work safety, health and hygiene, security. It can be amazing how simple it is to post something and just be so focused on the moment that you don't look to see what's in the background. I see this all the time when people share images of their computer screens. In episode nine, I mentioned business values as a way to ensure you remain authentic and genuine in your marketing. Defining and setting your business values is such a great exercise because it can underpin some of the most important parts of your business. Culture. Maybe it's just you right now, but how you work and who you work with will define your culture, and that has a flow-on effect to your customers and clients. Setting your values can help you make decisions, both big and small. Like if one of your values is to support local, for example, then when you're making decisions about suppliers, you have a framework. If one of your business values is to find joy or to play or something like that, then you can make time for play or you can make your marketing or customer experience playful. People are very different, even when they are family. So finding that common ground by agreeing on your values will make it much easier to work in harmony together. I hope this episode has given you lots to think about. It's not always easy making business and family work, but when it does, it's pretty special. Now 
our listeners. I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in each week. I've been getting so much lovely feedback that I thought it would be fun to start sharing some. And this first email gave me the biggest smile when I read it. Dear Erica and the small town business guests, my name is Shelby and I live in a small town too, but a long way from you over here in the US. I found your podcast by accident and now it's one of my favorites and I wanted to let you know. I love your accents. It's such a nice break from my world and everyone you speak to sounds so nice and friendly. I've also been Googling each town you speak of and I'm learning so much about Australia. Inverloch is now on my travel bucket list and I'm thinking of learning how to make sourdough. Thank you for the welcome distraction and for inspiring me to start thinking about building a business of my own. So nice. And Shelby, if you're listening, thank you and I hope you do make it here someday. In my show notes, I've linked to a good friend of mine and the person who taught me how to make sourdough, Georgie from Real Bread by George. She's got a fantastic online course, so you can listen to her lovely Australian accent and learn how to make bread at the same time. Everyone else, please send me an email or message me on social media and tell me a little bit about your small town business. I'd love to share your story in one of my episodes. Thanks again and take care. Small Town Business was recorded on the lands of the Gunai Kurnai, and I would like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Big thanks to Chris at Jetstreamer for production and editing support. I'd be talking into a tin can without you. Don't forget to subscribe or follow, and if you like what you hear, please write a review to help me reach more people. Thanks for listening. 